As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Today's episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast is presented in part by Bayer Jewelers, owned and operated by longtime racer Stephanie Bayer. Meyer Jewelers is your source for quality jewelry at a fair price. In addition, today's podcast is presented by Racing RVs. Based near Dayton, Ohio, Racing RVs is your source for quality new or used trucks, motorhomes, and trailers. Whether you're buying, selling, or trading, make Racing RVs your first call. Welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. Introducing your hosts, the multi-time world champion, Cool Hand Luke Bogacki, and the golden voice of drag racing, Big Jed, Jared Pennington. This is my moment. I'll be on about that Wally. I'll be on about that Wally. I'll be on about that Wally. Bet I came for the gold. I'll be on about that Wally. I'll be on Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. Thank you for finding us wherever you find your podcast and allowing us to be a small part of your day. The Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast will be a weekly review of what's happening or what has happened in sportsman racing. Luke and I will be talking about all of the hottest topics, drivers, and events in racing today. What do you say there, Luke? Big Jed, I'm, I've been on the road. I'm, I'm uh, recording remote today, coming at you from uh, Kingman, Arizona. So uh, Kingman, Arizona. Yeah, wow, it's that's... a pretty easy drive. It's straight down 40, but uh, it's a long way from Memphis to Kingman. Well, I just saw you in Huntsville a couple of days ago. So I guess the, it's a fair assumption that you've been driving the rest of the time since I saw you. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Jeff, we got a big show today. we got a lot to get to. Uh, we got a very special guest in the, in the second half of the show. We're going to have Tommy Phillips on with us, legendary NHRA racer, good friend of mine, racer that I would often refer to as my mentor in a lot of ways. So looking forward to have Tommy on. We're going to preview the Spring Fling Million, which is ultimately the reason that I 
have spent the last two days on Interstate 40. But first, we had a big weekend all across the country, but big especially for, or particularly in our case, for you and I. We met up last weekend at Huntsville Dragway for the first DragRaceResults.com Ultimate Series event of 2017. I guess the weekend was a little bit anticlimactic. Of the three days, weather only allowed completion of one day. We got started in the other races, but that was about all that allowed. I guess yep. two days in a way because uh, they completed the Thursday night gamblers race and the first day's main event. So I, I've got a pretty good idea, but how did your weekend go? Well, you know, it was, it was a little bit exciting for me uh, outside of not getting to race as much as I wanted to because boys at Huntsville Engine uh, got Big Red running about 3.30 Thursday afternoon, I think it was, <laughs> and shoved it in the trailer, had it waiting on me at the racetrack. So uh, I didn't get to participate in the Thursday Gambler where Jeff Birdie took out Brody Quick to start the season out. Good outing for those guys, but car was really good, Luke, very excited raced well just goofed up turned it red fourth round on friday but was got past first round in the other two races that they competed first round of and had a lot of confidence was real excited and i'm, I'm ready to go again just as soon as i can get back out definitely about you? good to see you back in in big red yeah it was a good time now our weekend um, wasn't particularly productive, I guess, but it was the first time that we hit the track all season, and just the fact that I got three cars down the racetrack and nothing really fell off, and uh, at the end of the weekend, <laughs> we drove all three of them back in the trailer. I'll take that as a small victory. In terms of competition, my first round score was awesome. I think I was 6-1, uh, and one, and that one I was able to get back on the re-entry round, so basically unblemished through round one. In a lot of cases, we didn't get to complete round two, but I was 0 for 4 when we did. So round one, up. <laughs> round two, down. So I think the most entertaining loss was my first one of the season. I roll up for round two of the Thursday night gambler's race. I just ran the Corvette because, let's be honest, going 480s in a buggy is way more fun than anything else I got. <laughs> so I, I stage up for round two opposite uh, Alan Wickle. I'm dialed. 490, I think, 489, Wickles fast, 440s. It's dark, and on Thursday night, they were working on the uh, return road lighting, so there was no light off the return road, which, if you've never been to Huntsville, is right next to the racetrack on the right side. Return road comes right up, you know, feet from the shutdown area. Well, regard, I'm in the right lane, and I leave, and I think, ooh, I got that pretty good, and I'm going 480s in a buggy, so I'm paying attention to where I'm going. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> obviously, I'm racing a 440 dragster, so I'm going to get a gander back at him, but I leave, think it's a good light, and look up, my wind light's on. I go, cool, wickle went red, and at that point, I just shut the old brain off. I'm going to cruise on down through there and make a time run. Now, I'm holding a hundredth. No, I'm holding a hundredth, but my opponent went red. And uh, my wind light's on, so I'm buzzing on down through there. I get about 20 feet from the finish line, and I'm thinking, something just don't look right here. But I, I don't really put it all together until I cross the finish line, and I catch the scoreboard, and I, I was two under, which, okay, that's fine. And then I glance, and, and his wind light's on as I go by it. And I go, well, wait a second. And I'm trying to put the pieces together right about the time I look up. And on the return road, there is a dragster coming my way with one headlight on 
And that was what I thought was the wind light because it is right <laughs> next to the racetrack on the right hand side. So that's my, uh, in 20 years of doing this, like it don't make me any better a racer, but I thought I'd found all the ways to lose. You know, you just can't tend to repeat them. That one was one that I had never done. And to, uh, to pour salt in the wounds, I was 006, thought I could go 100 thunder, was 12th thou under. My opponent was 37 and high dead on. So I got there 46, but in my defense, I never looked over. So that's the way that my weekend started. I heard this started. story hit the track, but it's, it's so, this was so much better. Yeah, so that was the start to my weekend, and it didn't get a whole lot better. So it is what it is. I, like you, Jessica and I both were in every entry, every race that got rained out. So I believe the way that they divvied up the purses, we ended up doing fine or got most of our money back, if not all of our money back. But uh, obviously yeah. not the way that we wanted in the weekend. Would have preferred uh, the rain stayed away and we got to duke that out. Yeah, but if, you know, if second round uh, was a was not, didn't go well for you, I guess nobody gained any points. So, you know, it'd be a tight points battle from top to bottom and maybe the second race will start to get some separation for them. Yeah, Scott I'm glad they and, didn't uh, let, and let everybody at Huntsville did all they could. So. Oh, yeah, Bo Boatner. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How about Bo? He's on fire. We talked about Bo last week, I think. The last three weeks, Bo has won the, what was it, $8,000 door car race at Huntsville. Yeah. Then was runner-up a day at Tentuck in Bowling Green. Yep. And won the $20,000 main event on Friday at the Drag Racers Results Ultimate Series. Beat, said Alan Wickle, in the final round. So look at Bo go. Yeah, he's on fire, and obviously he'll be out front there in the points battle. And look forward to seeing everybody out there in June and getting it started all over again, hopefully with better weather results for Scott and everybody at Huntsville Dragway. They, they worked hard, just wasn't in the cards yeah you know they did all that they could do just a bad forecast that hadn't ended up for the most part coming to fruition so outside of huntsville and the race that we were at there was a lot of uh, big events going on across the country last weekend i know one near and dear to your heart as a footbrake racer promoter that you are the footbrake 150 plus 50 down in uh, gulfport yeah and speaking of bad forecasts man they had a terrible forecast but uh, galen rollison the promoter of the event watched it real close and decided to go ahead that he he thought he could get everything done and by goodness he did he had 145 entries which is great for the the forecast they were given and friday's three thousand dollar gamblers was a familiar face from missouri uh, dustin avondette getting by drew porsche from texas uh, Saturday's first $17,500 race had Alabama boy Cody Barnhart over another Alabama boy Robert Vance. And Sunday's 17.5 had Kentucky's Lucas Walker getting by Alabama's Dustin Mack. So uh, a lot of great racing down there. Sound like an awesome time. And they had a couple of 5Ks in Super Pro both days getting the exact same result. Adam Russell from Mississippi over Josh Enroth from Mississippi. So those guys made the final both days with Adam getting a win. Pretty cool. A lot of great racing. And uh, hats off to Galen and everybody at Gulfport for getting that in. Yeah, for sure. The only NHRA race that I saw on the schedule last weekend was the Division Four Lucas Oil event in Houston. Like I say, we've got so many races to cover. I'm not going to go through blow-by-blow results, but... <laughs> A couple of results that stood out to me. Kevin Helms won Stock Eliminator, knocked off Brett Candies in the final, and I believe 
Well, I'm sure that he ran the Gator Nationals, too. I believe the only two divisional events this year uh, that he's attended, Kevin Helms runnered up in Gainesville, runnered up to Anthony Bongiovanni. <laughs> I like <laughs> that name. And then got the win in Houston. So uh, Mr. Helms off to a great start in pursuit of what could be his fifth NHRA Stock Eliminator World Championship. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, and a note for us as well, when free agency comes up in the NHRA draft, Kevin Helms is going to be at the top of the big board there. Beyond Kevin, I saw Mark Jones got a runner-up in top dragster. Just like Helms, he was in the final at Gainesville as well. I believe he runnered up top dragster to KB there. So two early runner-ups for Mr. Jones out of southern Louisiana. And it wasn't a win, but uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Christopher Dodd, runnered-up in uh, Supercomp. He actually won that event last year, but Kid put on a show, like Black & Decker Tree Wrecker stuff. He was uh, six <laughs> rounds of Supercomp, I think his best light was six his worst light was 13 and the 13 was the only one that wasn't double o that's on a four tenth mm. pro tree with no bump down he did turn it red in the final by a couple thou but he, and he did that last year when he won houston too it was some ridiculous looking box score but christopher's a member of our this is bracket racing elite group so i want to give him his props and i can't take much credit for his success because he wasn't a member last year when he won the race and put on a show but <laughs> he put on a show again and that's a name that i think we're going to hear a lot of in the next several years uh, christopher's a young guy that has got a lot of the tools to do well and this is just another example of it yeah pretty nasty stat sheet there sure and uh, i guess uh, ihra competed in darlington again i'm probably not looking to cover that class by class yeah but, they uh, had think... way too many races to talk about there's three events separate events in three days at darlington honestly i'll plead a little bit of ignorance but i assume that was like two divisional type events one national event but again some storylines there that kind of stood out what about pete diagnolo runner up friday <laughs> win saturday win sunday the way that the IHRA point series works now, that's the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> that's, a, that's a heck of a start for the young man from New York uh, I, in what I assume was his first event, uh, at least points earning event of the season. And pretty decent crowds at Darlington down the line. I, I want to say that there was, I think Superstock was a six-round race each day. So you're talking 33-plus cars to just mow through that field, one loss on the weekend. Wow. First out. Yeah. And several racers uh, actually advanced at least to two final rounds here at the weekend. Our boy D-Dub, Danny Waters Jr., quick ride winner, both on Friday and Sunday. So uh, a huge jump to his early season as well. I haven't kept up real close with the ITRA stuff. I know Troy Williams Jr. started off great, but that was top dragster and hot rod. So um, DW looking strong early in the uh, in the 890 or 570 class. Two top sportsman wins for it. Ooh, this I, I saddled myself with this one. Dave Jabur. I'll, I'll go with that. G-B-U-R. Sorry, Dave, if I butchered that. But kudos on a pair of top sportsman wins both Friday and Sunday. Yeah, great outings for those guys. And uh, how about Miss Ivy Brannon? I saw that. Get, getting her first big win there on the IHRA side. Uh, KB was in Huntsville, saw him, didn't get a chance to chat with him. She but, didn't need him. No, it didn't sound like it. I'm <laughs> sure he hated he missed it, but uh, great job by Ivy. No doubt. Getting a the win there. And uh, Joe Gary getting the top dragster win. Again, won't, uh, won't cover it class by class, but... A lot of multiple winners there and uh, a lot of familiar names in the winner's circle. So 
good job for them, and uh, congrats to the HRA for a good crowd there on the East Coast. Yeah, again, a couple other uh, multi-event finalists. I saw Chris Webb got the hot rod win on Sunday. He was also runner-up on Friday. And Al Brister drove his stock eliminator entry to a pair of runner-ups. Friday runner-up to Willie Milan. Sunday runner-up to Merrill Shrimpshire. So congrats also to Mr. Brister. Back to the bracket scene. Huntsville, Gulfport. We're not the only big dollar bracket races going on last weekend. Rockingham had the uh, top ET challenge, which was three twenty granders, and from all accounts that I heard, had a huge car count as well. <clears throat> there, I heard three hundred yeah. plus entries. So, big winners throughout the weekend. Michael Pascal won um, <laughs> Friday's event in his Race Tech Dragster. Sean Carpenter was the big winner Saturday. Tim Thomas, who won a day when we were in Darlington last November, got the big win on Sunday. And kudos to all of those guys. But I think. We'd be remiss if we didn't say that the big story from Rockingham was nasty Nick Hastings. We talked about yeah. Nick last week, had a runner-up, I believe, at Tentuck in Bowling Green. In the three days there, with, again, 300-plus entries, Nick's worst appearance over the three-day event was a uh, quarterfinal round loss on Sunday. He uh, His high point was a runner-up to Carpenter in, 20, in uh, Saturday's 20-grander, and uh, he also added a semi on Friday night. So kudos to Nick and just um, an absolute tear to start the season. Yes, it's typical of Nick. Great start by him and doing it on the top ball. But somebody said they heard, I heard Nick Hastings' foot breaking over there in North Carolina. I, Nick is fantastic on the bottom but i think if he could find a delay box he would have taken it to that event so i'm sure he was hitting the top but if not it wouldn't be a complete shot either way good for him great job by nick and uh, and dr diaz pontiac t1000 often called a chevette but it is a pontiac <laughs> i'm just gonna assume that nick was using a delay box because i've got a little bit of an inferiority problem with him right now <laughs> don't tell me that he was foot breaking for three days i'm, I'm gonna feel even less than two feet tall so way to go Nate. Um, uh, i'm with you <laughs> again like i said earlier i'm sitting at a truck stop right now in uh, in kingman arizona been on i-40 for 1600 miles the reason for this trip obviously i would think is uh, eventually to attend the spring fling million which is still three weeks away in order to kind of justify the drive i'm also going to run the national event in vegas this weekend i'm going to run the divisional event in vegas next weekend and uh, in between we're going to spend some family time at disneyland so my wife and little boy are uh, are flying out next week so it'll be a really fun trip but i'm telling this this ride by your lonesome has uh, has been a little bit rough i have uh, people are going <laughs> to laugh at me jed because i'm uh, although we are right now as we speak talking on the internet i am not the most technically savvy person in the world <laughs> and uh it was along this trip well i get in this truck and i guess I'm, I, I did drive it to huntsville which is five hours away but it was late at night and i think i had it was final four was coming up so i just podcast in the ear and i was just cruising and i didn't think anything of it well i get in this to make this 20 plus hour drive to las vegas and realize that i don't have a radio Oh, in this RV, there is what I thought was a CD player in the dash. It is a DVD player with like a flip screen thing, which has got to be the most unsafe thing in the world. Like I'm, I'm going to watch a movie while I'm riding down the road and it plays through the speakers and everything. All I want to do is listen to the radio. So I uh, introduced myself prior to even getting to Memphis on a Sunday evening to uh, Pandora. 
which I realize has probably been around for like a decade. Man, yeah. that's the best thing in the world. That is cool. <laughs> I've been jamming to Randy Rogers Band and Pat Green and Cross Canadian Ragweed like to my heart's content. I will never <laughs> listen to the radio again. Pandora is where it's at. So uh, here I am a few years late to the party, but shout out to Pandora. I'm not much on that either, but the guys at work listen to Spotify, whatever that is. So, okay, yeah, uh, maybe I need. While to you're riding, out. check I'm, out Spotify. I may throw rocks at Pandora after I find out about <laughs> Spotify. So, but and just to follow up a little bit too, that little DVD player. When I got to New Mexico, and nothing against New Mexico and Arizona, like the scenery is beautiful. It's just the same scenery for 900 miles. So I've watched a couple movies because in that stance, I mean, you can see 10 miles ahead of you and ain't nothing going to change. So the DVD player has come in handy, but I would not want to use it on our side of the country because I'm subject to not pay attention to the road for a couple miles at a time. <laughs> so well, uh, I'm, You sound like you're almost there. So I am. Uh, uh, it's not I'm much further I'm pulling for you to finish up safely. Not much further now. My original plan in this whole trip, and even as I think back to it, was like, super ambitious but i was gonna drive out here run the national event at vegas and in the process of leaving home leave one dragster or my intentions were jess's new car to send with someone to darlington so that i could run the powerball of racing so i was going to run the national event here fly to darlington run the powerball fly back to vegas to run the spring fling million now thankfully for me i think Jess's new car isn't close to being done. Like, I have it back at the shop now, but I haven't turned a wrench on it one. And things just kind of fell through logistically. And let's be real honest. Like, I realized that I'm 35 years old. <laughs> and, like, the thought of just crisscrossing the country on an airplane and being gone from home for three weeks and away from my family for two of those doesn't really appeal to me. So as much as I would have liked to support both of those events and, and compete in both of those events, I just chose to spend the three weeks in Vegas. So... Good luck to everybody that's going to be in Darlington. We'll definitely be talking about it. Uh, that race is coming up in a couple weeks, but yeah. I am really focused and really looking forward to the Spring Fling Million. That event, Jed, you're there every year. You're announcing last year just the, the story, if nothing else, with Jeff Verde. I mean, it's been well documented, but how cool of a day was that? Uh, you know, it was obviously historic, that happening on the West Coast and the excitement level out there is just so different mm -hmm. from what we deal with because we have so many great races here. It's like we feel entitled at some point uh, out there that's not happening yet. So just the sheer excitement of it, obviously Las Vegas, that facility is unbelievably appealing to the eye, uh, the area, so much to do there. So it was just exciting, man. I mean, like I said, I'd been out there twice prior for just regular spring fling events, but spring fling millions, something like no other. It was an unbelievable atmosphere, and it is a must-do if you can get there. Everybody needs to experience it. Yeah, and, and Jeff Verdi last year proved that, I mean – anybody could do it you know what i mean like he drove from virginia with a dude yeah. in an open trailer i mean it's the stuff of legend and what i think and we've talked about this before here on the podcast like what jeff did was absolutely incredible and then obviously that doesn't not even considering going and backing it up enrollment in this is bracket racing elite is now open you've heard me discuss or at least reference this is bracket racing really elite it is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. 
Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is, at each event, there are 100 plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elitist for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.